Welcome to another episode of Rooted in Reaching, a podcast about startups and entrepreneurs in the South Ben Elkhart region of Indiana. My name is Bethany Hartley. And I'm Nick Kuhn. Today, I'll be speaking with Ambrose Kamya from Kinga Safety. He'll be sharing a bit about keeping communities and campuses safer. We hope you enjoy. Well, I'm here today with Ambrose Kamya with Kinga Safety. Ambrose, so good to have you here. Thank you, Nick. All right, I we've known each other for a while, and I, I'm really excited to kind of explore a little bit more about your background and how uh, Kinga Safety is now getting ready to go to the market. Uh, it's been a long journey. Yes, it's Excellent. been a long journey, a journey of learning, um, a journey of um, valleys and mountains, mm-hmm. um, and it's been an interesting journey. All right, well, let's 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 lean into that and learn more. So let's start at the at the beginning. Um, where are you from, and what did your early uh, childhood look like? I come from Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uganda is one of the East African countries, and I was born by two young people that were in high school. And when I was born, they handed me over to my grandparents. So the whole of my growth, I was in Chiyunga village in Kamuli district. Kamuli is one of the poorest, it's the poorest actually district in my country. Mm. And I grew up with my grandparents, got fees from going to the farm, uh, digging, doing farming and all that. I went to high school there. I finished high school got a government scholarship uh, to do first degree. Uh, I did it from Mackay University. It's the best university in my country. Mm. That's when I moved from the village now to the city to do my undergrad. So my guess is that most of our audience is not familiar with uh, an educational system similar to what you're familiar with. Can you explain a little bit more on the context of what you were learning uh, in early education, and my guess is that you excelled because you you got you got a scholarship. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's um, interesting because I've also learned that for the two years I've been here that our education system is a little bit different. Uh, so back home, when you're three four years, you start kindergarten, then you join primary, call it primary level, which is seven years. Mm. And then after primary, you do secondary, and secondary has two sections, as ordinary, which is four years, and then advanced, Mm. which is two years. So you spend six years in secondary. And then after the six years, then you join university. Primary is just learning basics, learning how to use a pen, learning learning about the environment. It's just learning about the basics. And then when you finish the seven years, you join secondary. Secondary is now when you start learning things like physics, like chemistry, like geography, like learning the normal science and art uh, components. And then after four years, I finished the four years. And then in the last two years of secondary, you choose, during our time, we used to choose four subjects. We, call, we used to call them subject combinations. So I did physics, chemistry, biology, and math. Uh, so that's what I did at uh, uh, A-level. And I finished, I got uh, 16 points, and 16 points by then would get you a government scholarship. Mm. 
so I got a government scholarship to do a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture from Makerere. Mm. So that's how my journey was then. Got it. And so uh, you're you're here in South Bend now. Yes. That's where we're at. And you're a recent graduate of Notre Dame. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that transition. So when I joined Makere to do undergrad, uh, I was lucky that my professor who turned into personal mentor, Professor Fred Kaby, had picked me to do to run his international projects. So he was running a couple of projects with African Union, the UN, uh, European Union, and he was looking for a student that could help do the management and the implementation because I professors are all over the place and he wanted, he used to call me his foot soldier. <laughs> so he unpicked me and then I started running those projects. And some of those projects were very interesting because I was looking at the entire agricultural value chain of my country, talking to people from the lowest farmer in the village, like my grandmother, to the biggest exporter in the country. I was talking to everyone. And during that process, I started identifying bottlenecks. Mm. And one of the things that struck my mind was I talked to uh, exporters and they were crying that they had no enough supply of organic products. Like, because like Europe was demanding a lot of organic products and our countries they have of organic products. Mm. And they were like, we don't have enough supply. And I was like, Wait a minute, like yesterday I just talked to farmers in Wakiso and they were having a lot and they were just like setting it on the normal market. I was like, what's the problem here? So I asked them like, why aren't you buying these things from these women that have a lot of that? And the gentleman told me like, Ambrosai, you can't just tell me that your product is organic and I buy it. It has to be certified. I have to test it and confirm there are no residues. And I have no way to do that. And I was like, but the ministry, it's their role to create an environment that promotes that. So I reached out to the quality control office at the ministry. I was like, this is what the exporters are saying. And I talked to hundreds of farmers and they have this, but this is what is missing. And he was like, we have one machine and that machine is not even running because the person that has run it from Netherlands is not yet here. Mm. So there is nothing I can do mm. right now for them. And I was like, being that I've been talking to farmers almost on a weekly basis, I see their pain. You have something variable that if you just have access to the market can change your life. You can take kids to school and do all those things. So I was like, how about if I use the knowledge I'm getting and create something? Because I, I was doing animal science. I majored in animal science. And I knew a lot about the HPLs, the machine they were talking about, the science behind. And I was like, okay. I went back, did a deep understanding of each science and started to explore ways of making that science simplified to a level that I can have something that they can use at the start. Mm. So I wrote a concept and I named it uh, Kebera. And Kebera in my language means checking. So I wrote, uh, I wrote a concept and then went to Prof. And I was like, Prof, 
I think if we implement this, it will work and it will help connect the farmers to the exporters because they can use now this to test. If they find something, it was a, a yes or no. If they find something, then they can go to the advanced science, but at least they know. Um, and Prof was very excited and was like, but Ambrose, you're not an engineer. Yes, mm. the science is right and all that, but you're not an engineer. Like we need someone that's going to build this. Uh, so I reached out to, uh, I went to the College of Engineering, talked to a couple of students there, convinced some that were interested in joining the team without pay because I didn't have any money then. So they joined the team and then we created uh, a prototype. We uh, had um, a test and all that. And so I was working on that. And at the same time, I was also running ideas on how to end sexual assault because that was a personal story, a personal attachment because uh, my mom is a sexual assault victim. Mm. And for as long as I remember, she has never had a stable marriage. She has a lot of hate for men. Mm. She has two sons. So that used to trouble me, like you hate men and you have two sons. And there, that was a time when we went into deep conversation on that. And that's when she told me why she has that. And it's not because like she's hateful, but it's because it is, it is a reaction hmm. because every time like she doesn't read the social cues of a man, right? She thinks it's going to happen again. Hmm. So it, it was later than that. I learned that it was it is trauma actually. It is trauma. Later I learned that it was trauma. Um, so I was always looking out for ways of making sure that I come up with something that makes sure that doesn't happen to someone else's mother. So you're you're able, if I can surmise or paraphrase that, you're able to take your experience with the professor of learning a value chain, learning how something gets to market, the bottlenecks, the challenges. Yes. And then you look, you kind of reflected while you were doing that and thought of this personal story that, that deeply affects you and your family yes. structure and people that you care about. Exactly. And, and maybe were you, were you applying similar principles to bring this um, personal story to market? Yeah. So now when, so during that period, that's when like I started, uh, created another idea to, for sexual assault. It was the safe bang idea. And because I talked to my mom, I was like, okay, if we are to think back in that moment, what do you think would have helped you mm. that didn't exist then? And that's when she told me like, if I had a way of calling a friend who was close by without alerting this person that I'm calling for help, mm. maybe that would have helped. And that is what inspired the self bang idea, the smart breasted, because by if she had it, she would press a panic button and then it will send notification telling the other friend, please, uh, uh, um, I need help. And so that moment I was working on Safe Bango, the sexual assault bracelet, I was working on Kevera and running other projects. So that's when I was selected for the Mandela Washington Fellowship. And the Mandela Washington Fellowship is under the yearly program run by the US Department of State. And what they do, they competitively select young people from Africa and then bring them to the US for six weeks of training in whatever they are doing. So I was selected and I came to ND in 2019. And that's when I got to know, to know about the STEAM program because mm. the students came and talked to us and I was like, this is a perfect program. 
And then when I went back, that's why I applied for the STEAM program. Can you share a little bit about STEAM and why it spoke to you, why, why you thought it was perfect for you? So STEAM is a master's degree in technology and entrepreneurship at the University of Notre Dame. And basically they train you to identify ideas and use science and technology to create solutions that then turn into businesses to have a global impact. Makes sense. So you're working on Safe Bangle and you think there may be a market need for it. How did you bring that into uh, your STEAM studies and what did you learn about um, the, the market and working with the team from there? Yes. So, so during the STEAM program, I continued working with, uh, on Safe Bango. And the assumption I had was I, Safe Bango is going to help and sexual assault in colleges in the U.S. because it's a big thing, it's a big issue, and I thought it was going to do that. But during REST Revenue, when I was working with Idea Center, we focused on talking to students, talking to time coordinators to get feedback if this was r- the right solution, and it wasn't. So students didn't like it because they had so many smartwatches, and they thought it wasn't the right idea, though they had the problem. Mm. So I was like, okay, this is not the right solution, but the problem exists. I went back and tried to go back to ground zero, like nothing ever happened. I had no idea. Went back, talked to students with the assumption that I had no idea, just to understand the issue. And then I learned many things about it, like it's usually people they know, usually in a social gathering, and it's a process, and when I learned those things, it's what inspired now Kinga Safety to know, okay, they usually have their phones many times. So how can we empower them to use what they already have to get out of these situations? So can you describe a little bit about what Kinga Safety looks like now that it's on a handheld device? Yes. So Kinga Safety is a widget. Okay. It's a widget that a student can use to educate themselves on how to be safe and also use it to make a fake phone call if they want to get an excuse to leave that uncomfortable conversation. They can also use that widget to make emergency texts or emergency calls. And the interesting part about it is, in addition to it being preventative-oriented that has those weekly tips that the student receives, Mm. it's a widget which is very accessible and discreet because that widget, you can have different icons for it. You can have King, I can have King by different things. I can have it in form of a calculator, I have it as a book. So it's not something that is going to be uncomfortable when you want to use it, that someone else will know that you're using Kinga. So you have an educational component. Yes. You have a safety component. Yes. And you're solving the need that you, for this big problem in a, in a form factor, in a widget, that you listen to the market and said, this is the best, most accessible way to, to get to this solution. Yes. That's yes. great. Cool. So, so we are multi-fast, multi, we are multi-layered because we believe for sexual assault to reduce, you have to educate mm. so that this the student knows how to avoid de-escalate or call for help. Mm. But you also need to empower them that when the situation happens, they have an easier way of getting out. Yes. So how has the market responded? Excuse me, before I get to that, what what level are you at in your in the build of this product? It takes a while to do the coding, to build the team, to kind of come up with the user experience. Where are you at in that in that process? 
Right now, uh, our minimum viable product, we just completed the Android version uh, this week and in two weeks, the iOS version will be ready. And as soon as the two uh, versions are ready, we'll launch our pilot with IVTech Community College, the South Bend Elkhart region. Uh, this week, we also secured a pilot with the Hanover College. So on March 8th, we'll be launching it. Uh, and then we have uh, 12 other schools in the pipeline that we're having discussions with. In terms of the team, uh, interestingly, uh, we just got a new CEO, uh, Molly Sugar, who is a former vice president of Bank of America, which is very exciting for us. She has a huge experience. And you might ask why you're the founder, but not the CEO. I'm an immigrant on F1 visa and technically I can't run my own business mm. on F1. So, and I didn't want that to stop Kinga from growing just because I don't have a right visa. So that's why I saw someone that has experience to take this forward as I sort out my immigration. And, you know, I've been, I worked with you on getting the recommendations. I'm trying to get a green card, mm. uh, the national interest waiver version. And if I have that, then I have, Saturnity uh, to now run uh, Kinga. So Kinga's coming to market soon. You have some pilot programs underway. You have other colleges interested. You have, you're building your team. You're real close to launching this thing. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's it feels good. But like until when I see a story that someone's life has been saved, someone has survived the assault because they used my product. That's when I would be like, yes, we are getting there. I believe you're um, close to that. Yes. I think you are. I love your growth mindset and your curiosity, your relentlessness. These are foundational principles of a founder. And you. you exemplify them in a lot of different ways. Thank you. For so thank you that. for the hard work you're putting into this. This is a life-changing dramatically uh, shifting technology that I think will uh, empower females and um, ultimately solve a big crisis. Thank you. Maybe just to as just to say thank you not uh, to people and organizations that are working this journey with us, make uh, like the Idea Center, Elevate Nexus, uh, South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership, any focus, mm. everyone that is part of this journey because like, when we started, it was nothing. Like I told you, like we started self and then it died and we had nothing. But they're like, we believe in you because you're focused, you want this problem to be solved. And now like all destruction is coming in and we are working with them. And uh, I, I want to appreciate their efforts in this. That's great. If people want to learn more about Kinga Safety, where should they go? They can go to our website, uh, www.kingasafety.com. You can learn more about that. You can shoot me an email on ekamia at alumni.nd.edu. Awesome. Ambrose, it was fun. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks.